like shit. I don't even have light in the porta potty, and now I'm about to present myself from a fucking porta potty. I can't even see what I'm doing. Knock, knock, knock. Occupied! You all right in there? I'm well. I'm well. Girl, what do you feel about JK picking you and putting you in this fucking shithole? Girl, we're in a competition. Why did she pick someone who was actually like, I don't know, doing well? Well, let's just take it as a compliment. But, I mean, at least, I don't know. It's been nice having some privacy, I guess. All right, girl, see you in a little bit. What the fuck, girl? Yeah, don't. Hey, hey, hey. I literally have been putting foundation on with my fingers. Can you grab me a makeup sponge? Bitch, bitch, grandmother, bitch. Oh, mom's mad. Mom is not happy with how dirty this bathroom is. I feel like I have like flashbacks of talking to my mother through the bathroom door while she was sitting in there having a cigarette and thinking oh. that nobody knew. <laughs> wow. You know, Debbie, like smoking a cigarette in the bathroom. Like, what is this? High school? <laughs> it was Marlboro Reds. She cracked the window open. So it was always kind of cold and it smelled like smoke. Right. Like and sometimes we even saw the cigarette butt in the toilet. Like, <laughs> and it's a Marlboro red. It's like the, it was a red. Yeah. Nothing discreet. It's not even a Virginia slim. There's not even a sense of like a parliament. It's like, I don't know. I don't know nothing about cigarettes, but to me, a Marlboro red is like, just give her like a beer and a steak and a prostate problem. You know what I mean? Well, again, it's, it, you know, Flatbush Debbie, which sounds sort of like a trash pill, uh, can, you know, card character, you know? Yeah, I guess I think we know the answer to like what you would do on this floor show. You know, it's just Flatbush <laughs> yeah. Debbie sitting Flat on a Bush toilet Debbie. smoking a Marlboro Red. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids. Did you grow up with Garbage Pail Kids? Did you know about those things? I think I no, I don't feel like I was even aware of them as a kid. I don't think I was even aware of them until I was like maybe in college or something. They were not part of my life at all. So I dated this guy in college who was like significantly older, Oprah hands, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, he used to he used to love them, and I didn't know what they were, but I found out about them because of him. Um, yeah, the Leaky Lindsay was his favorite. Ugh, it does <laughs> she? Snot nosed. Yeah. Oh, she's snot nosed. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right, well, good. Yeah, uh, Leaky Lindsay. Uh, There's another reading of Leaky Lindsay, you know. Well, that's the thing is, I was I was thinking uh, something else. I was like, oh my god, she's so wet. Yeah, she's so she's soaked. Oh my god, that's what I would do. Is someone who's just like disgusting, like uh, sexy but disgusting. Like, oh my god, I'm so wet, and yeah. then it's just like their water breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's okay. All right. So we wouldn't I mean, know you the- were pregnant. Oh, that actually, maybe that's what it is, is that you think that she, she's such a she's such a cum dumpster, and God love her, mm. uh, that she just thought that she was just so horny all the time. Turns out her water has been slowly breaking for the last few weeks. So it would be like soaked Sandy. Soaked uh, Sandy. And then when she gives birth, it's just like a lot of cum. It's not even a baby. Oh, shit. It's a cum baby. It's a cum baby. Gays, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. The cum baby? Mm. Cum babies, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've also heard them. I, I had a roommate who used to call it a um, 
a semen abortion. Um, so oh, well, yeah. Oh, I think I know I, that roommate's name. Yeah. Yeah, you do know that roommate's name. Yeah, yeah. Unhinged. Quick Brown Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Big Brown Fox, that's right. F-O-X, yeah. yeah. F-O-X, <laughs> yeah. He uh, so, put Meg Ryan out of business at one point. <laughs> oh, that, well, who who hasn't at this point? Yeah, really. Um, I mean, have you seen her latest movie? I have not. What movie is she in? It's that one with uh, another famous actor. David Duchovny, I think. It's like Oh, Duchovny, yeah. I think it's like a meet cute at an airport. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You, you can't Hanks. always win. Yeah, Tom Hanks already did that like 10 years ago with the terminal where he was like that guy who just like lives at JFK. Oh, my God. What? Uh, yeah, I, that's vaguely familiar. Why do I have that confused with I keep picturing him in the Polar Express, even though it was a cartoon? It's a similar era. You know, Tom had an era. It was like, OK, yeah, you could do whatever you want, honey. One of my favorite things to get confused in my head is, oh, shit, wasn't Tom Hanks in a thriller? And I'm remembering the parody thriller of You've Got Mail. Oh, yes, of course. And Sleepless in Seattle, for that matter. Uh, oh, that's a great thriller, too. Basically yeah. a thriller. Uh, he has Sleepless act- with the enemy. You know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Tom in a bathtub on the cover, yeah. Um, that well, sounds hot, actually. I, I'm not so. mad at it. He has been in a thriller. His first movie was a horror movie called He Knows You're Alone. Oh, well, speaking of horror, um, porta potties are something I try to spend very little, if any, time in at all. Um, the times that I'm usually like having to debate if I'm going to go into a porta potty are at outdoor festivals or concerts, uh, pitchfork to be exact, or like before a race. Like a triathlon or like a 5K or the Brooklyn Half, like that's when the porta potties come into play. And Mary, I mean, yeah, no, like it's almost, it's like the air, it's like the airplane where I'm just convinced that people wait to ruin yes. a porta potty. They've been saving it. I mean, I I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I channel my inner Scottish mother. Which one of you don't know how to flush the toilet after taking a shit? Disgusting! Disgusting! Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I don't understand why it it's it, it's without fail. There's never like a clean, polite porta potty. No, I I think that you know we need we need to recognize like. Some people, their bodies are weapons of mass destruction. Some people need to see a doctor or at least start eating more, like, fermented foods. I don't know, but for God's sake, stop, you know? Like, for God's sake, stop what you're doing because you ruin the world for the rest of us, you know? So here's the question with Cynthia Dahl. So we have to talk about where the porta potty was placed. We have to talk about, uh, I think... Was it Drock or was it Swan? Swan said that it's heavily used, which was mm. just disgusting. I was just like, that is so filthy. Uh, yeah. A heavily used porta potty just placed in the corner of a parking lot or like the set of saw. Uh, I was like, where are we here? Yeah, we're in some basement store, unfinished basement storage room. I I do have to wonder, and I I feel like I where should people be go listen- to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is 
<laughs> There's a line from the Golden Girls where Dorothy says to a guy who storms into the ladies' room to follow Rose, she says, "This is the whip. This is the la- the ladies' room. This is where women go to the bathroom." Uh, and that's what I think. But <laughs> I also so I should listen to the Boulets podcast because I'm curious what the poop is, so to speak, on this porta potty. You know. It's sometimes it's like, oh, it's been, quote unquote, heavily used. And it's just like, you know, movie magic. But like my question is, is it really heavily used? And if so, what was the like pre-production of this? It's like, all right, you know, crew guys, you're only allowed to use this porta potty for the rest of the yeah. like I don't even want to finish that thought. I'm sorry. I would actually like to stop thinking about that. Yeah, it's like they it's like they placed this. When the competition started and they were like, we're going to use this later. Uh, but it, it, I will say this, Mary, it looked like a set. Like it looked yes. like it was decorated um, b- besides just having a sign that said, hello, uglies on it. Like it looked like it was, you know, not that you saw jury duty, but it it was like what they did in jury duty to that bathroom. Oh, no, I have not seen. Is that a Pauly Shore movie? <laughs> it is. So right? I. I it it is, but I'm talking about the television show. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. No, I I did I did refuse. Um, no, you're right. I I think that it's kind of a porta potty Halloween costume. Yeah, and so I don't think it's stunk in there. I don't think you know what I mean. Like, I think it was all uh, camp, and I feel like Blackberry knock 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 like all of this felt like scripted lines that we were adorable and they were all having a very good time somebody brought blackberry on a golf cart over here you know or she's one room over you know what i mean right i think i think that she's actually just like she's in the next room yeah they send blackberry in with the producer prompt i mean it all the thing is like here's this here's the thing i think dracula can often do really well is we like compare this to, and now granted, this is a classic, but compare this to Drag Race season five, The Bus. I'm getting my life on oh. this bus. Celebrities waving back uh. at me. It's Joan Van Ark in front of a green screen two weeks earlier. Mm. Like, it's all so stupid. And it's not wink wink enough to say, like, yeah, we know this is fake. I feel like Dragula right. sometimes edits it a little bit more to be like, yeah, we're doing a bit. We're doing a bit. Mm. But like, if you're really paying attention, we're just doing a bit. And I feel like the editing, the music, like it all is just, it, it's just little for funsies. Like, you know, Cynthia in there yelling and screaming, like, uh, so it's good. all, it's all just for funsies. I don't know. I don't think there's human shit in there. I don't. I just, I don't. thought it was so funny. I really did think it was so funny, especially when she was like, well, it's nice to get some alone time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I thought it was all honestly like a great little bit. And I don't know. Just the I mean, the way that Blackberry walks up to it and then, like, I don't know, like trots away. It's, it's very cartoony. I, yes. I felt like uh, it was it it was all very aware of itself. I don't think anybody yeah. was fooled by it. Well, maybe people were. I don't know. I, you know, and that's the thing, and that's what I also love about this is like you could also watch this from a lens where you completely buy all of this, mm. and that's great too because I think. You know, and we'll get into it, but it brings up also, like, in comparison of, like, things that might be fake versus real is, like, the fright feet, where it's like, is that really what's in those steins? You know what I mean? And if it really is, then you're like, I don't know what's real, and I don't know what's for funsies. Right. I mean, part of me, I I can't listen to the podcast because I – 
I, I can't trust them doing a podcast about their own show because mm. it has to be promotional. They're never going to be too real about it. Uh, and they have to keep up the, the glamour, you know, they, they have to keep up the spell. So I feel like, of course, I can I can even hear Swan being like, oh, God, that porta potty stunk. Yeah, we used uh-huh. it for a week before filming and then we moved it. We had to move it on a on a crane in there for the set. But, oh, God, yeah, it that splashed was... around. Yeah, right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then drugs. They go oh, remember when it splashed. Like I can imagine them doing this bit trying to make us believe that it's real, which I, I, I also co-sign as uh, just like a brilliant drag. It's an Elvira move, right? Like, yes. it's just, you know, it's just kind of keeping up the, the world and the illusion. And like, I think that's the thing that I'm, I'm, you know, the thing with Dragula is when it first came out or when we first started covering it, it was, and it still is, but like, it was this fascinating alternative to the bright, clean, you know, sanitized world of, of drag race. And it was, and it felt mm. dangerous and it had its own set of rules and tenets. And it all felt like a little bit with what the monsters talk about of like, you know, the, the white, uh, you know, contact lenses and all of the grim, ghouly, you know, uh, tortured soul stuff. And it was like, it was something kind of fascinating to start to try to like understand, like, what's the... I don't know what's the thesis of Dragula, but now at this point, now that they've done it a number of times over, I, I think that I can kind of see the man behind the curtain, and I think maybe I like it even more, which mm. which might contradict what I was saying last week about like, you know, I don't know, it was like oh, you know, I don't know, like it, it feeling less dangerous, but I guess. I guess I was it ever dangerous? Was it ever exactly? Like I think I would rather see the wink, wink than not because it i don't think it was always that dangerous well you know what i'll tell you i'll tell you what i don't know about i think the exterminations are absolutely real and i do believe the ghouls when they say like oh no it it was a five mile hike right i believe that it was a real cockroach that they were blowing in that tube yes at each other you know what i mean like i do believe that i do think and granted Full team Aries. I did not watch the extermination. I just I skipped ahead. Um, I refuse. Uh, sorry. Uh, like I just don't want to watch that. Right. But like I also believe that that was absolutely real. And I and and it makes it makes my stomach churn. Oh, I think all of that's real. And I think you know, la- for example, last week's extermination. Yeah, I think all that's real. The hike was real. All that, but like. The sort of unsexy part is, like, the amount of fucking safety testing they did before doing this challenge. Like, for, like, so many insurance reasons. You know what I mean? Like, there's all of that where I was like, yeah, this is really dangerous, but they've, they're not just kind of like a bunch of dumb kids jumping off a, jumping off a branch. Like, they've checked this out. Oh, for sure for that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. There were professionals there. There were lots of lights. There were floodlights. Like. Yeah. There were permits. Yeah. No, for sure. So, but it's like, and of course, even when they're jumping out of airplanes and whatnot, it's like, of course there's all that in place. But like, I also like, I don't know. Uh, I don't need it to be real, I guess is the point. Uh, I think there are Dragula viewers that absolutely want it to be real. I think that they want it to be dangerous. They want it, you know, obviously, uh, I think Swan was mocking the Dragula fans. Uh-huh. Being like, Where, where's the filth? Where's the filth? There's, oh, there's no filth. Um, they, they, the Dragula fans do want it to be 
like very real, very like, nah, we're punk. Come on, yeah, come on, put the, put the knife through his heart for real. You know, I just like I feel like that. Yeah, like a thing. <laughs> and it just feels like that, like the goth kids in high school that are just like, yes. you know, I don't know, you know. There's just a there's a certain brand where, I, and this is I think probably more reflective of like me that I've just not evolved. Yeah. I don't want to use that word. That I've my the way I see it at this point, because we've watched these seasons and, and dissected the shit out of them over the past few years, is at this point, for lack of, for better or for worse, like, you know, that fantasy view of Dragula is gone. And I just kind of see the, I see it more, I see the architecture more than the final product, you know? Yeah, and I think those kids that were calling for, like, real blood to be used on the run, or in the floor show, right? Uh, I think that they've either dropped off from watching Dracula or are the ones complaining, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, no one will ever be happy. And I, all I want them to do is bring back the metal chairs on the concrete floor and, mm. and the fold up tables. I just want to, I just, I think about bitch sitting there doing her makeup, mm. you know, at that little table. And I was like, Oh, I, I do love that. I do really like that aesthetic. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As they say on Game of Thrones, winter is coming. And I should know because I have seen 1.5 episodes of Game of Thrones. But it's true. Winter is coming. Winter is like kind of here. I mean, you know, if you're like in the Northern Hemisphere, if you're in Australia right now, you know, good on you. But uh, it is dark by five o'clock. It is chilly. I already just want to lay on the couch and eat carbs and watch junk TV, which is very different in, from the summer when I want to lay on the couch and eat carbs and watch junk TV because it's just a little bit harder to get off the couch this time of year. And I am coming prepared this season. And I think it is important to have a multi-pronged approach to a good old friend that you may know as well as I do, seasonal affective disorder. I find there's a few different things that can help. I, you know, medication is certainly a great baseline. Exercise really makes a huge difference. Don't be shy about maybe purchasing a little sun lamp. And I'm not talking some big honking thing in your living room. I did this little, you know, splurge on Amazon. I bought some little sun lamp. It looks like a little picture frame, sits on my little side table, push a little button, boom, you're blasted with light. And 10 minutes of that in the morning, in the dead of winter, it makes a difference. And I'm not here to talk about sun lamps. I actually here, if you've guessed it already, I don't know, I'm here to talk about therapy. And of course, I do love talking about therapy. But therapy is another great tool to have in your back pocket to handle these gloomier times of year, to give you something to look forward to, a bright spot, an opportunity to process your emotions and not just eat processed food to deal with your emotions. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and if that match is not a match, you can switch therapists for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AllRightMary. All right, Mary. Mary, what do you say we jump into the Children of the Can episode of Dragula? Yes, I'm flush with excitement to talk about this filthy episode. Uh, 
we did get we got a little bit of an opening we got a little uh, bit of a something uh, it makes me think here's here's some clues that i saw it makes me think that they do that, that they're going to do this every episode because they were using the dolls at the end of the episode they were using those dolls at the beginning yes yeah. yeah they were trying to revive the throp doll yeah so that or makes me think that yeah that makes me think that these dolls and everything was shot just later yeah i mean it's i noticed that the second time around of like oh there if you're really paying attention there's yep. lots of spoilers in the opening mm-hmm. um mm. but uh and apparently uh this whatever their chant was like the same uh little incantation from the original child's play uh, Give me the power, I beg of you. Yeah, have you seen? I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, not in a long Ka- time. No, Katie I Hicks feel like plays Bride of Chucky is the one I would want. Who does? Katie Hicks. Don't know who that is, but I'm sure yes, she's fabulous. Do. Yes, you do. She was in Peggy Sue Got Married. <gasps> I love Peggy Sue Got Married. Uh, Katie Hicks, come on, Katie Catherine Hicks. Hicks. She oh, plays Catherine her friend. Hicks. Yeah, we spent a whole episode oh. calling her Katie Hicks. I don't know what, pl- what, what yeah, uh, yeah, Katie Hicks. Yeah, well, Mary, um, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's listen, been a month. Katie Hicks um, is always anytime. I am ready to think about her and talk about Katie Hicks anytime. Well, and Catherine Hicks is also in She's Out of Control, which we briefly talked yes, about, which I really want to watch. Tony Danza. Yeah, you, it's yeah. it's one of those movies that probably didn't age well. At all, and Matthew Perry was in it, so and oh. Dustin Diamond. So, oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, watch out, Katie Hicks and Tony Danza, because uh, yeah, like right, right. This cast right. is cursed. She's out of yeah. control. Yeah, yeah. She, this cast is out of control. She being deaf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, is she deaf? Uh, no, no. Oh, death. I thought you said death. Oh, I know. No, I thought you said death. I thought that the daughter was out of control and she's deaf. What? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's dead. Just, she just can't hear you. <laughs> She can't hear you from beyond the grave. Like, yeah. That's right. Can you read lips, honey? <laughs> My pussy lips. Uh, they're actually made in China. Yeah. Um, all right, Mary. So one of the things that I caught in this episode is the ghouls come in and they're like, it's another day in the w- it's another day with the boules. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't figured out that entrance line yet. But uh, yeah, because it's clearly I- another day in the workroom. Yeah, uh, I feel like we also, speaking of spoilers, we I feel like it's basically, it's almost like Club Kid Shoes for Onyx to be like, maybe I don't have as strong a grip on who I am as I thought. And I was like, well, then you're obviously going home this week. Like, that to me feels mm. like, maybe, like it was just, and I have thoughts on that whole, like, we don't Same. know who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't, no question. on week well, two. We'll put a pin, a pin uh, in it. Yeah, but just... Yeah. Yeah. Week two, girl. All right. So, yes, it's another day in the work. It's another day with the boules. <laughs> another day, in another slam. That's it. Uh, that's it. Another day, another slam. <laughs> oh, I really hope they don't stick with that because that boy, is that just like <laughs> another day, um, another slay? It's like poetry. A magnet yeah. poetry on my refrigerator. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it was kind of uh, the act one gun, if you will, uh, the act one knife about Onyx. Um, you know, kind of going in about who she is. I think it was Throb as well was talking about it. And I don't know. It, it, to me, it it, it just doesn't. Uh, 
I think the best point is uh, Drac makes later. So anyway, yeah, we'll, let's put a, put a pin in it. We'll put a pin yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, so Santana, she comes back and it reads very, um, the beauty is here, bitches, I'm back. And she, yeah. she says, guess who's back, bitches? But she starts saying it before she's in the shot. She's she's just coming around the doorway. Oh, I feel like for as much as Nasha owns like worst entrance, worst re-entrance or best re-entrance, really. Um, I feel like the, the you know, because, you know, the Dragula kids, they're not historically have not yeah. been quite as ready for prime time as the drag race kids. That's right. And so sometimes like these moments, these bitches I'm back moments, like just don't work. And, and I really would love to do a compilation of like surviving Queens coming back to the, to the, you know, the workroom. Cause it's mm. just, you can feel that they are like waiting, listening to the conversation. And then a producer touches their back and says, go, you know? And <laughs> And I just think that Satana maybe uh, started her line a little too soon. I just thought that was so funny that she started the line before she was in the shot. Uh, I just loved it. I loved it. It it actually makes me kind of find her very adorable. Uh, I found it very endearing. Uh, and it was just—it was a facepalm moment, you know. Uh, well, you know, and, and pair that with you know when she said that was the hardest fucking extermination that Dragula has <laughs> ever had, and I was like, I just—I don't think anyone—I don't think other people in this cast could do what I did. <laughs> what, like, do mediocre drag? No, I. I <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. That's mean. Uh. I she's you know it's she's she's almost as good as I am at drag. No, I just uh, <laughs> it was just another week of Satana being um, refrigerator magnet poetry. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, we also got to, uh, I we also you and I get to play. Who does Darvis look like this week? Shout out to one of our Marys who I think she looks like her more this week. Merle Ginsburg. Yeah, I saw that suggestion. There's, I, I, I strongly saw the Katie Seagal, Shelley Duvall, Katie Duvall, Shelley Seagal uh, uh-huh. mashup this week. But the, the Merle is there. The nose is is very Merle. Very Merle. I uh, just another shout out to one of our Marys. I can't remember who it was. Jarvis as Kathy Seagal as Shelley Duvall as Noah Fielding as Christina Bucato. As Noah Cyrus, as Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> well, I just need to Google like half of them, but then I'm, yeah. I bet you're spot on. <laughs> I, I, I think I don't know what a Julie Bucato is. Uh, is that when everyone comes on your face? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when they they come on your shoulder. Oh, um, Chris- I hate when that happens. <laughs> Christina Bucato, B-R-U-C-A-T-O. Brucato. Yeah, we don't talk about Cristina Brucato. <laughs> we don't talk about Cristina Brucato. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm Googling her. As cut. But she, oh my God. <gasps> Mary. No, yes. It's, that's, that's pretty spot on. I'm glad I Googled oh it. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. I love that we both Googled her for the first time together on this podcast. Yeah. Yes. This is 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which Mary was this? I, I know their Instagram handle, I think, but I always forget their real name. I Such think Mary this is Mitch. Much... He's our, our he's a Melbourne Mary. 
Yes, Melbourne. Yes, yeah, Melbourne. So our, our Melbourne Mary. Uh, apparently, she was in Welcome to the Dollhouse. Did we do a Welcome to the Dollhouse episode? We have not yet. We have not. Oh, no. for, for some reason, I feel like I must have just made myself watch it. I, 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 I can't believe I would have watched that with a reason, without a reason. Like that, just you know what I mean. Without like having to. It's any any Todd Salons movie, you need to have a reason to watch it. That's oh yeah, happiness really fucked is, up. Yeah, happiness oh. is so fucked up oh god yeah. it's so fucked up yeah yeah it's so fucked up did uh, he also do storytelling he did yeah uh, yeah he, oh that and that one is like <laughs> that one i don't think cause that that's like Selma the blair. you saw a blair i didn't i don't think i've watched storytelling i think oh, i had, had enough Mary, with happiness yeah. Yeah. it's i'm just like todd selma uh yeah. anyway uh christina brucato okay 100 marries if you don't know who that is Google and you're gonna go. Oh, that's Jarvis. Um, yeah, of course, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Um, yes, uh, we 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 get the challenge. We learn that it's gonna be a filthy, um, a filth-based challenge. One thing that I wanted to just note is when they were describing the Trash Bell Kids uh, cards, whatever, and the challenge is to glorify garbage and have a pun-based name. I did not see either of those on anybody's look. Oh, that's an interesting point. I don't I feel like I didn't get any names other than like Derby Debbie. Right. I don't we I feel like, like the names weren't even a part of part of the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So I that and and yeah, the glorification of garbage, I would say I mean even the winner, it was like well there was nothing garbage about that. Uh, right. So yeah, I uh I don't know maybe that qualification is incorrect because I also feel like to the to the contestants point like there's a lot of interpretations of filth and in some mm. ways I think it is the most interesting of the like Dragula categories because I do feel like filth is so I mean everything is subjective but I think filth there's so much tied to like I don't know like someone who's really prim and proper could think a dirty tissue is like the most disgusting thing in the world. Mm. And then somebody who's like a trash bag could be like, Hmm, breakfast. And so I feel like the range of like what people find disgusting versus what people find scary is almost more interesting mm. to me. I was happy to see one of the looks talk about bugs, right? The spiders. I was surprised there wasn't more of that. I think that is the easiest way to like, go nasty here's my thing with filth and please feel free to push back i think that category is really hard to do it's not impossible because we saw some success in season three but ever since bitch puddin's that's it. janitor look yep it's just so hard to, to to even come close to that like that just embodied it so perfectly and it was like so drag too right like you think of divine eating the dog shit mm -hmm. you think of bitch pudding drinking the the water like it's just it's it's iconic you know and yeah. it's hard for me to uh, accept somebody doing something as iconic as that but i agree uh, the problem with filth is that it's been done so perfectly yeah. already and so long ago that it's like there's no other filth look that I can even think of that. And maybe at the time I thought, oh, wow, that's an awesome look. But did it have like the stickiness, you know, in my brain of bitch putting doing that janitor? 
no. And I think that, yeah, that it was disgusting. It was draggy. It was funny. It was crazy. It was wink, wink. It was, it yep. was nodding to like, also like, you know, a, a potentially pervy. really disgusting character. It's pervy. I mean, yeah. you know, I think that does remind me a little bit of like when Dolly did that, like, I think it was like the autoerotic asphyxiation guy or like yes. the flasher. Like they're, they're like that stuck with me. It was yeah, like, Oh that God, was that's good. fucked up. That yeah. Yeah. Um, that was good. Oof. But I think, yeah, this, uh, to me, I guess when they said filth or when I saw what the challenge was this week, I, I was expecting a lot more poop. I'll say that I was expecting a lot more, um, like poopy body grossness. This speaks to your first point. Filth is so open-ended because it also reveals so much about you as a person. Exactly. And Mary, that doesn't surprise me at all that your mind would go, oh, well, let's do a poop look. That's filthy. Because to me, and I like the fact that both Jarvis and JK did a like ejaculating thing, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's I get why that would fall under filth. I don't qualify that as filthy. Right. In in not in like a well sex positive kind of way whatever it's just like oh that's just not what I think of when I think of filth you know same I yep. I might think of like old used condoms absolutely or like old like crunchy Ooh. socks absolutely that's disgusting. yeah I was gonna say the tissues yep yeah but like jerking off and coming everywhere that's it's just like a different category it's just like Gonzo sex drag you know it's pervy. Yes, That's it's what pervy. I see that as. It's pervy. Yeah. And some people call that filthy. And I'm like, okay, I get why that's filthy. And that's not where I go. I mean, if you go to poop, I go to bugs. I think bugs mm -hmm. are just, I think they're disgusting. I think that they're dirty. I don't, I hate that they exist. You know, like I'm just yeah. like, oh God, eradicate them. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about like if I were to do this floor show, like what would I, what would Barbara please do? And I think I would be some kind of disgusting cat lady who eventually like <clears throat> opens a bag or reveals like a bag of cat turds that are like covered in the sand and starts eating them. Who was the queen on season three that did the cat litter? Yeah, someone did do a cat poop situation. I can't remember. It was great. It was great, but that's yeah. to me that's so disgusting. Yeah, and it's disgusting. that divine thing of like eating eating your uh, dog's poop. God. That's so gross. <laughs> um, and I just I don't know. I I just think there's something that could be so wackadoo of like feverishly or fiendishly eating cat shits, you know, <laughs> and like enjoying it. I <laughs> it's I think I feel like for a gay gay reference, right? This is so gross. But oh, yeah, God, I you, know where you're going. You do the... Do you really? I was going to say you, you do the the enema. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know. You, I feel like... You, 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 you finish in a, a cup and then you drink it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think what you could do is you could come out <clears throat> with one of those big enema bags like hanging on the hook, almost uh -huh. like the way there's like an IV bag on a hook, and then the it's tube like is in... It's like in um, Sybil. Yes, and the tubes in your ass, and yeah. then and you could do it in a way where like it actually say you have like some kind of gown on. Let's just just you, you can hide the bag. The water in the enema bag is actually filling like a little bladder bag, like taped to your leg, uh -huh. and so that kind of gives the illusion of you getting filled up. And maybe you're right. filling yourself up with garbage water. You're not even using clean water, uh -huh. and then you have like another bladder bag that you're able to like squeeze a hose out of to show you expelling like. Yes. The result and then drinking it. Yes. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's a great that's idea, Mary. Film. That's Thank disgusting. <laughs> and it's and every it's gay con- will be like every gay. <gasps> yep. Yep. Sometimes you don't wait till it runs clean before you dig in. <laughs> oh my god. Clean that's... is overrated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Real anyways, men. Speak- shit. <laughs> my ass is for shitting and shit. eating it. Oh, <laughs> Uh, so time. speaking of gross things, um, they had to chug and consume that like kidney eel trash juice thing. I, it's it's so much easier to believe that this was fake or or that they told them what this was, but it wasn't really that for lawsuit kind of insurance positions. Yeah, I did not watch this segment. I had to I, actually the first time I watched, I fast forwarded so much that by the time I stopped, I was like, "Oh look, JK's back!" Like, because I I didn't I started fast forwarding oh. before they came back, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, I'm glad I was expecting that. So I like by the time I stopped fast forwarding, like JK had already won the challenge, and mm. honestly, like saw that coming. You know, I think when Abora came back on Titans, I think she won the fright feat that week. Oh God, how did? It's like they they staged who won for this drama with JK oh. and Cynthia. It just worked mm-hmm. out so perfectly. Yep. Yeah. It's as if everyone else had actual like gruel in their cups and JK just had like pudding and like, you know, graham crackers, you know? Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and it got on his shirt, by the way. Um, I don't know if you Ugh. noticed that. I I didn't um, I barely looked I was barely watching the second time I well, watched no I, the next few scenes it was on his shirt you saw oh, like dribbles even, of it on his shirt yeah I oh I think I just was blind to it it was that I'll, I'll and I'll give Dragula this you know last week I I admit I was kind of like oh you know pretty tame affair but like ooh they do shots <laughs> yeah they're gonna do shots oh man and I'm just that like goth kid just like make it real make them stab each other. <laughs> I want to see shit. Um, and now this week, you know, all right, I'll eat my words. Uh, eat your shit. Uh- <laughs> oh, maybe if you're lucky, you know. Um, yeah, J.K. coming back. I, I, I think we hear about it later. They're like, oh no, we like their, you know, perspective, and we like, you know, this this Brooklyn based type of drag, and I, I. I just don't think JK matches up with anybody in this competition, even including, you know, the people that were at the bottom this week. Um, uh, it, it was wild to me uh, yeah. to see that. I, I think Good reality that... TV, I guess, right? Because of the drama. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, for what we saw, it certainly JK is a real, like, you know, uh, fire starter in the room, you know, kind of like the way Gia Gunn could, like, start a conflict. So you keep her around. I think... Mm. JK coming back. I mean, I know there's the whole thing about the 12th contestant and and there's all these and I think these are all like rumors that like she even started that the, the rumors are like uh, what's your name? Mimi Gina or Mommy Genie or Genie Genia. Uh she like got drunk at the airport and made a fool of herself and then didn't even get to go to drag like start filming. I don't think any of that was real. I think all of that was just like drama that was stirred up, but for some reason there was a 12th contestant who dropped out uh, and so that was the big COVID claim. Or something. Yeah. yeah, part of the reason why J.K. was brought back. I think it's a. I think it's convenient. I. I even without that, I was not shocked that J.K. came back. I. I feel like 
the idea of somebody going home the first episode in general now feels like, oh, that's weird. No, I think everybody should stick around for one episode and then start eliminating. I kind of, Mm. I can get together with that model. I think then that they shouldn't do uh, like an elimination challenge. I don't think that they need to fake us out anymore. I think that they can have the first episode be like an establishment type of thing where it's like a rite of passage, if you will. So they do a rite of passage challenge Kind of like going through the haunted house, right? Or going through the woods. But like make it a whole episode, right? Where they have to like in the dark get their look together. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I didn't didn't think of this idea until just now. But like make it a rite of passage episode and make it the whole episode where we expect everybody to survive. Yeah, I mean I think it's like at this point like we – I know I can speak for myself is like the first episode of any season. I'm more focused on wanting to get to know everybody and like kind of figure out who I'm, who I'm excited about and who, you know, whatnot versus like, Oh, who needs to be sent home right away? Like, I'm just not, I don't know. I I think the idea of like getting a chance to kind of get excited about everybody for an episode before the eliminations start. um, I don't know. I, it, it feels like a, I think that's more fun because it's like if JK goes home the first episode, it's like, I don't really know how I felt about JK. I saw like two looks, you know? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I saw one, one challenge. So, uh, well, in any event, uh, I, I did, I did like that Cynthia disappointed mom when JK came back, she was like, great. Now we're going to have to do it all over again. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was like, I, cause I get like some of our Mary's have pointed out like, Cynthia's got a bit more of a like, you know, dastardly babysitter energy or Chicago party Mm. aunt. Oh, please, please. All are welcome. I can't help that my brain, you know, spun the wheel. And this time I saw like bad mom. But don't ever think that thinking somebody seems like your Chicago party aunt is not a welcomed (laughs) like connection. Well, listen, listen, I'll tell you the 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 moms in my town. The moms in my town, when they go out, when they when they put on their perfume, when they put on their heels, when they become, you know, not moms, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the kids are at home that we hired a sitter. They can be bad like they and, and, you know, this is not even just the mom I was referencing last episode when we were discussing the woman that, you know, drove. Oh, yeah. A little drunk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was. But. Yeah, but they exist. Like, yeah, I I totally see Cynthia Dahl as this like cunty mom. But she's, you know, it's not that she's a bad mom. She's she's probably a good mom. But that Flatbush Debbie type of woman comes out every now and then. You know? Yeah, like the the bad is in big air quotes. Bad mom yeah. is more of like I I play by my own rules and right. I right. I always think about. I can't remember if you've seen this. We've talked about this, but there's that HBO. Uh, child beauty pageant documentary from like the early 2000s called Living Dolls. Have you seen mm, that one? I probably have. I've seen a lot of those. Mm, well, it's in it's in nine parts on YouTube. I think it's the only place you can find it. It is anyone listening. It is an absolute classic. If you can't find it, message us. I'll send it to you. It is so important to me. Swan Bruner, please. But there is, an, and so Swan's mother, Swan Bruner is this like little five-year-old you know, beauty pageant uh, contestant. Her mother is this like rough around the edges, kind of Melissa Mm. Leo type. And at one point I think Swan was sick and 
her mother was like making like hamburger helper or whatever and she's like scraping like a metal spatula against like a teflon pan while she's like cooking the ground beef and she says some line about like oh i I bet if julia child saw this she would shit but you know i you know want to make my 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 baby feel good and that's what i think of it's just kind of like you're scraping teflon into the food you're making your daughter hamburger helper you're saying things like julia child would shit if she saw this like that's what i'm talking about you know yeah, a bad mom. I think of Wendy McClendon in Bridesmaids, right? Like mm. she's she's kind of bad, you know? Like when she can, she's going to have a drink. Yeah, she has kids who will tell her to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And Yeah, uh, exactly. She'll she'll pop a not a Xanax, but uh an edible before a PTA meeting. Yeah, yeah. And I just I I love that. I mean, the, you know, the bad moms movies with Tina Applegate. It's it's a variation mm. of that. They're not bad moms. They're just like, it's not fun mom dinner. I'll tell you that. Well, and they're they're real people. They're not these like suburban housewives. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, I kind of love that. Um, I love that aesthetic. I feel like Barbara Please could be a bad mom. Oh, 110%. That's the whole idea. Barbara Please is basically like when the wives move to Stepford, but before they're turned into robots, you know, like that's yeah, that's the window. Yeah. It's it's the I'm kind of like Frances Ha, you know, when she's like, oh, I feel like a mom in the 80s smoking a cigarette. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, right, right. Ugh. You know, <laughs> and like, where is the overlap with Denali's mom in that fantasy? You know, I just, oh, yes. Nolly's mom. Nolly's mom. I could do a whole bonus episode where we just like barb and star out on Nolly's mom. <laughs> well, let's talk <clears throat> a little bit. Uh, I mean, we get. A little bit of the da 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 dun dun dun. Yeah, I think the one who wins this segment is obviously Neo. Uh, of course. I mean, it's just so fascinating to see a queen like Blackberry or J.K. or I don't know somebody else, and then it cuts to Neo, and Neo's like, "Yeah, well, I'm a 3D artist. I use a 3D printer to make this. You know, I just want to show you what the future looks like." And then has jokes too. Right. These pussy lips are silicone. These pussy lips are silicone. And this these pussy lips are made in China. I'm just kind of like, well, you are on a different level. Yeah. And you can almost tell that everybody recognizes that and like respects it, even to the point of like, I think when they were talking about the curse, the porta potty curse and Orc was like, well, I know that if I won, I probably should put Neo in the porta potty, but I don't want to do that. I like her too much. And I think that's (laughs) like it's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it, it's well, and that's something I noticed about Orgotic is that they refer they I, I trust their opinions. I think they're saying everything out loud that I'm like, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Where they're just they give props when props are due, and we, we see that on the runway or not the oh. runway during the deliberations. Finger snaps. And I love that. Yep. The finger snaps mm-hmm. or the finger claps. Right? Finger claps, yeah. Mm-hmm. Finger claps. Um claw claps. Um and and then, you know, also calling out like, you know, just without any shame, like, oh, I can't believe you were safe saying yeah. that to JK and then repeating it like, I can't believe when she's saying right, right. Words. Like, let me uh, make sure I'm actually you hear me. gagged that you weren't in the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. I really I I think that Orc Orcotic seems like someone that like from our experiences of past seasons, people, you know, it feels like, oh, the curse of the mask, or, oh, it's just not mm. going to translate. And I, we even talked about that last week. But I don't know. After this week, now I'm like, 
please go to the end because I want to see what you're yeah. going to do every yeah. week. I yeah. want to know how you're going to interpret it every week. And Neo, certainly. Both of them. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, we get the day of the floor show, y'all. Uh, <laughs> the day of the floor show, y'all. Day of the floor show, uh, y'all. We kind of talked about the porta potty in the random corner of a cement parking lot um, or the, I don't know, the unused room next door. It was, it was very think- bizarre. Yeah, I feel like it was close enough for the, that when the alarm goes off, because Cynthia was like, even in here? Oh. Uh, <laughs> so I think that she was literally like 10 feet away. That's hilarious. Um, I, I'm remembering what you said last week about the boulets when they enter the runway. Mm-hmm. Mary, they feel their cunts so hard in these oh. openings, and I love it. I'm like, you little queers... Just like, uh, ooh, bat hands, ooh, I'm spooky. Like, I like. There's something so gratifying about just. I could watch it for another five minutes, just yeah. like a montage of them doing the bat hands and the the spooky fingers and ha, and then the eyes. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I mean, the, the, a pair of gynecologists over here for the amount of pussy feeling that they are doing. Yeah. Amount. Uh, it's yeah. just and the bat hands. I mean, I know they've been doing it since season one, but. That's all I see now. I just see bat hands. That's right. It's just the right. fingers look like bat wings, you know? Uh, it's it's also, there's something so, I know that like the limp wrist is pretty gay, but bat hands are also just as fabulous. It's such a flourish. It's so flourishy. It's so gay. I I really like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I I want them to feel their oats every week, but I also mm-hmm. am with you. I also kind of want to see a version of this like out in the woods. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, okay, so Matthew Lillard is here. Uh yeah. from <laughs> when you think of drag, you think of Matthew Lillard. <laughs> um, and then uh King Landon, uh, who is just delicious this episode. Oh, uh, Landon. Where I kind just, of cunty, I, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I think it's not pink Eddie. news, but black news. I think the um, or maybe it's red news, but whichever gay outlet fans dead are news. calling yeah. dead news. Um, <clears throat> fans are, are or maybe it's stink news instead of pink. news. Mm. Um, but oh. but fans are calling pink and they the want stink news, pink and the stink. <laughs> they want Landon as a permanent judge. And honestly, mm. I also put my name on that petition dot org petition because Landon's attention to detail is is what they need. They need someone yeah. to call out those details because I think when we get some of these other critiques, God bless the, bless the Boulets, I don't, I didn't agree with everything they said, not that they asked, but everything Landon said, I was like, I was doing Orgotic's yeah. finger, finger symbols, you know? Because <laughs> he was right. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was very interesting. It's very interesting. So we, we've kind of arrived to, I think, a controversial discussion topic, which is... This storyline for Onyx Ondix that she doesn't know who she is, and that's why she's in the bottom. So here's kind of my my take on on it from afar. The challenge is trash bell kids, right? So it has to be sort of this cartoony kind of I don't know childlike character that's filthy. That's kind of what I was expecting, and that's that's the bar that I was judging people on. The top three that were chosen were you had Orgotic, you had uh, Throb Zombie, and you had Neo. 
Neo, they said out loud, oh, it wasn't really cartoony, but you look fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Mr. Hemroid thing, um, they did say had like that the graphic look to it. And obviously Throb Zombie, I think, just nailed this challenge uh, into the floor. Yeah. Um, it was so good. Um, so, yes, that makes sense. Otherwise, I just feel like the inconsistency of points for getting the trash bail kid type of aesthetic was too inconsistent in their critiques. I I agree. I think that it's it's fair to say that in terms of who won, I think it was totally fair. Throb killed this. Nailed oh, the challenge. And it was gross. It, and was, it was gross. When he scooped his guts that first time, I felt it. I was like, that yeah. is so cool. Um, it, it just, it, without a doubt, Throb won. I think that, yeah, when it comes to like the bottoms and the safes and whatnot, I mean... I like let's you know let let's talk about some of these some of these looks. So let me start with Onyx. I feel like the whole critique of Onyx not knowing herself and that's kind of why she's in the bottom. I didn't get that, but all of the things Landon pointed out about the like not having a number on your back, whose leg is that? If why does it have a skate on it? What's the story here? I thought all of that was really valid and kind of called out like Whatever you're doing, you haven't thought through the concept here because it just doesn't make sense. Mm. And I think that was a valid reason to put Onyx in the bottom. I think this idea that Onyx doesn't know who she is, it's like, I don't, I feel like you could then say, like, if it was too consistent, you could say, like, oh, I'm kind of seeing the same thing with every look, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know. You could, you could say that about JK. You could say that about Blackberry. Yep. You yep. could say that about Anaphylactic. You could well, say that about <clears throat> Fantasia. Yep. Oh, maybe not Fantasia. You could say that about Cynthia. You could say that about uh, Santana. Or I wh- mean, however you say her name. Like, I think Satana, I was just like, you look nothing like you did last time. Right. Like, right? Like, isn't, isn't that kind of what they're going off with Onyx? Like, they're like, oh, Onyx, you're a showgirl. You're a sideshow showgirl. We don't see that this week. It's like, okay, how are you going to be a showgirl in a Trash Pal Kid challenge? This might not be the week for it. But in the same way, Fantasia showed up in a white dress in the woods, and then mm. she was that like totally different character in the first floor yeah. show, and then was a totally different character in this floor show, and... There, it's like, well, yeah, sure, you're showing different looks. There's no question of that. I mean, I don't, I just don't get it. I just don't, and especially I hear... when, I was to say, especially when there's looks like anaphylactics or JKs, where I think you could make stronger cases for why they should be in the bottom. I can't wait to talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. I hear what Drock is saying. I think it's a really, it's probably the strongest point that I have to like wrap my head around. But he said, or she said, um, it's not, it, this isn't a Halloween contest. So it's not that you just like do the challenge to the T. You have to be you doing the challenge. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay. I, I have to trust that Drock has like way more experience looking at aesthetics and looking at contestants than I do. Um, and, it, you know. I can still have an opinion about it. I think that that this isn't a Halloween contest point could be made about 
more than just Onyx. And if I'm being honest, if I'm being Onyx, honest um, on dicks, yeah, there are contestants that I don't think are going to do well or as well as Onyx in a challenge. Onyx, I think, at least comes with, I don't know, lots of ideas or uh, with uh, an, an eye for heightening execution. Whereas somebody like, and I'm sorry, I know I'm going in on them, but like JK's look, Mary, was like a little skirt and like a little top and then this this big kind of uh, gorilla arm. Yeah, this fabric-y kind of, you know, it it was very, I mean, the concept was, yeah, I like the concept and, the, and they do mention like the execution has to be there. But I, I, I guess I'm also- Put them in the, the bottom. Mar- yeah, I'm also the mindset of like if you get a chance to be brought back because we need to see more of your drag, and then the next time we see your drag, it's still like just n- not up to par with the other ten people on stage, which is what it's all about. That is what it is. I mean, I think in on one hand, I can really get together with like oh that sort of combat boots, smeared lipstick, arm on the lips, all that. I of course. But yeah. I think the point that they're making is like, yeah, that's all great, but you have to look to your left and your right, you know? And that's, that's where it matters. Doing. It's yeah. not that I think JK's drag like, isn't valid or that I don't like it. Because I'm sure if I was in a in a bar and they came out looking like that, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so smart. That's so fabulous. Yeah. Oh, look, it's backyard drag. How great is that? Of course. But I'm looking to the left at... Neo, I'm looking to the right at, sorry, Onyx, uh, you know, and Fantasia. I'm just like, this doesn't match. And here's the other thing. Blackberry, I I really like Blackberry's aesthetic, but this week I, I just didn't get it. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what the, what's filthy about this. Um, mm. Is it was like, was it a herpes look? Like, what's going yeah. on here? I think that in some ways Blackberry got closer to the point of the challenge than other folks just in terms of creating that cartoon character. But mm. I think the filth, it was like what I got was like there was a, you know, the, the barfing and all of that. But I think it was just like you got that cartoon part down. All of that is like really good. It was like what else could this character do that's filthy? Could it be barfing and popping pustules? Like yeah, what right. else is filthy? Because you've got the character. It's just like give me more – Give me more filth, but um, but yeah, it, give me it's, water, give me turnips, give me water, yeah. give me turnips. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, that's all. Uh, you know, and then you know, someone like I think Fantasia. If this was Drag Race, she'd probably get critiqued for doing another plastic surgery look. Uh, you know, and I get that, but I feel like I liked the idea of like almost like you do so much body augmentation that your body breaks and like starts ripping open. I think that's so cool. I don't know if that's filth versus horror. I think that was like, yeah. I liked the look, but I wasn't sure if it matched the the. I didn't think it matched challenge. the challenge either. I, yeah. I was like, that's a great look. I don't think this is it. And, you know, the, the in their little podcast before the, the deliberations um, or the critiques, if you will, they – they highlighted these people, but then, you know, then they were safe. And I'm kind of like, all right, this does feel like a little bit of favoritism. This does feel like, well, we know what they can do. We're just waiting to see it. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, JK should have been in the bottom, Boulez. I'm sorry. Like, you brought them back, and then they did this, 
this was not enough. This wasn't I, enough. Yeah. And I see that point. Well, and I think then, I mean, you know, about favoritism, it's like I would absolutely say the same about anaphylactic. I feel like it was not enough. And I mean, listen, I'll also say this is that dur- the first time I watched this episode during the floor show when her face fell off, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. That was so fucking creepy and gross. Yeah. And like, I love the kind of like, oh, my God, my face just fell off versus like a slow, nasty reveal. I thought it was on purpose. I love that. But I, I think then on second watch, you're kind of seeing that it wasn't what she intended and there wasn't really a connection to the first part of the look with the condiments and the banana. It was like, yeah, I, I think the and just the construction of the look, it just wasn't, you know, look to your left, look to your right. I was really surprised that they saved her. Um, mm. But at the same time, I also had like, I also, she was a highlight for me in the floor show because that face well, reveal was so fucked Mary. up. Can I say something like this look to me was really scary. I like, I know it's also campy, but like, just go there for a second. Like imagine this is the villain in the horror movie. Like I am horrified. That fake face was the scariest part of the look. That was so scary. Like I could have a nightmare about that. And it wasn't filthy. I don't know what was going on with the condiments. I don't know what the banana thing was. Like, I didn't really understand what was going on. And for that, I'm kind of like, you're going to save Anna over Onyx? Yeah. Yeah. I I just thought that was really strange. And then while we're talking about people that are getting saved over other people, I think we got to talk about Cynthia. We got it because I... I have been, I've brought this up multiple times of like, we have all these queens who their, their drag names, Crystal, Crystal Method, <laughs> I, you know, oh, oh, you know, T, you know, there's all these kind of like, ooh, I'm making a meth reference, but I'm going to keep it like really safe. And I kind of feel like, especially on a queer show where obviously meth is, <clears throat> you know, a, a known issue in, in the gay community, I feel like using that as a reference, using that as a look reference is I love it because it's it's hitting nerves. It's like it hits close to home. It's a little uncomfortable. It could be offensive. I'm like, good. That's you're moving in the right direction. And honestly, I loved Cynthia's look because it was it made me uncomfortable. Like the whole story that she told with that character made me uncomfortable and mm. felt filthy. And I I just imagine this like awful roadside motel room that she lives in, and there's the baby and just the presence of the stroller. It was so unnerving, and I think I'd rather see a queen take a risk and do, like, a full-on meth mom look versus do something that's kind of, like, safe or just kind of, like, doesn't push the line, you know? Well, certainly, uh, yeah, uh, like an anaphylactic, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I do think that Cynthia did try and even admitted, like, yeah, I don't think it came off well, right? Oh, okay, at least she knows, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. she's, I, I feel like, oh, okay, she can adjust. And I think the Boulets, even the first episode, they're like, we want you to be able to adjust and take our critiques to heart, right? And I feel like she would after that critique. Uh, it, it felt like she was on the same playing field as them. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know what I think about the the pushing of the boundaries on meth aspect. Um, I didn't really, I didn't, I, all I saw was like, oh, she's a meth mom. I wasn't like uneasy about it. 
So when there was this clutching of pearls by the judges, I was like, maybe you all have more experiences with people struggling with meth than I do. And that's probably where that kind of blind spot was for me. Um, because, yeah, what I, I wrote down the quote. Drax says, sometimes parodying things like drug addiction can be tricky, right? Um, have you pushed it far enough to be funny or did you push it too far where it almost became offensive? I didn't think it was really funny or offensive. I was just like, oh, it's a look. Yeah, I it didn't read to me as like funny and I didn't need it to be and I wasn't offended. But I also kind of feel like especially with Dracula, like like. I don't know. To me, th this idea of like, oh, I'm offended by this look. I'm just like, it doesn't line it's up. A with challenge, the, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. line up with this brand of like, do this crazy extreme horror, but don't upset anybody on Instagram or Twitter. Like, <laughs> like I just like, are there certain with math, right? Yeah. yeah, I I just think that like, I don't know. That to me, I'm just I'm. I don't know. It just it, it's just that whole thing of like, oh my god, the most important thing is make sure you don't offend anybody. I don't know if it's I don't think it's the most important thing, but I think that you know, I kind of felt like this was an episode of the comeback where they were like, Hey guys, you know, there's some topics like, you know, cancer that just aren't funny. They're just not funny. And I feel like this was one of those boundaries that that the show is trying to put down of like, hey, just be careful with this because some people are a little sensitive about it, right? Uh, I But I don't think it was like the end all, like, oh, just this one thing. Like, I don't think that's what it was. But um, it, it, they did put her in the bottom, bottom for it. And, you know, it's a reality show. You have to look for anything to put somebody in the bottom for, especially if you have a soft spot for JK. Like, I, again, mm -hmm. I and I know I'm going hard in on it, but I'm just like... How can you put how can you put Onyx or even Cynthia for that matter in the bottom over JK when the same concept of filth was also on the runway with Jarvis, who mm -hmm. did it better? Yeah, like much better. Then there was that the fact that Jarvis and you know there was what was it last week we had weren't there there were two similar looks last week it was um yeah it was the marshmallows marshmallow gate oh my god so the second time in a row J.K. is doing a look that somebody else is doing another version of um, mm. that was potentially I mean granted I like J.K.'s a little bit more last week but yeah Jarvis did this like uh, you know much. I would say an interesting variation of it. There was this brief moment during the floor show where it seemed like he, he was like trying to grab his penis and had to like kind of reach under. Like there was just this weird moment where I felt like, is this the performance or is this the performer not knowing how to reach their dick? Um, and those little details I feel like were shown for a reason. I think that I thought that Jarvis's look was interesting, but I, I'm curious to see kind of in, in opposite of Onyx, who's doing, according to the Boulets, too many different interpretations for each look. I'm curious to see how much Jarvis's looks are different week to week because mm. the consistency there, it's probably the most consistent um, oh, wow. drag character in all of the looks. That's interesting. Yeah, I do kind of see that ghoul. Um, I just thought this was more explicit than JK's, right? Like just where we saw the dick and they were jerking off and in their face or in his face. Um, and there was, there was like a shitty butt and balls, which I thought yeah. was really gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, it, it felt more fiendish, 
Whereas JK's, yeah, it was filthy and it was this, you know, gooner. Um, and they had the, the effect of like the actual, I don't know, the watery cum. But it just wasn't, I don't know, it didn't go fur, it didn't go far enough for me. Yeah, I guess, you know, if you're going to ejaculate everywhere, also have a shitty butt, you know? Like, yeah, also right, exactly. have a shitty butt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's okay that we disagree with the judges. I don't know. Uh, I think it's fine. I really appreciated Landon. Um, I also loved mm. this moment. Like, halfway through the game, I kind of just left the stadium and just went home. Oh, <laughs> Is that a sport ball reference? It is. A sports ball. A sports ball. It could be a concert. I just love it. Well, it could be a concert. Oh, my God. It felt like the birdcage. Oh, my my bowl has girls. Mine has girls. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It could be a concert. Yeah. Yeah, He's very funny. Um, Yeah. All of his points were... I mean, they went in. I love when one of them, one of the boulets was like, oh, National Geographic correspondent over here. Uh, Almost kind of being annoyed that... Landon that he critiqued uh, something pretty valid about a really great look. Well, yeah, like I mean, because let let it be known, Neo indeed had spiders all over her tits, but she also had yes. spider webs all over her tits, and spiders don't uh-huh. get caught in their own webs. And I, I mean, I, I think there was another point Landon brought up, and and the Boulets mentioned something, and Landon was like, "Yeah, well, an eye for detail is what won me the crown." So you want, you know, like that's what I'm here yeah. to do. Yeah, and Fuck yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I really." Like, regardless of what Stink News says, I really think Landon on the judges panel is so good. And just the idea of having a drag king on the panel, I think, mm. is like a nice mix, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I thought that point was valid. And it's interesting because I probably, if I was being petty and I was Landon, and, you know, Drac was like, you know, sometimes parodying things like drug addiction can be tricky. I'd be like, ugh, social worker over here, you know? Right, it's like, right. It's like, okay, what are you going in on? You know, uh, it's yeah. uh, okay. You can go in, but I can't. All right. Thanks. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, and points to Cynthia while she was getting those critiques. I think we need to recognize a reference queen when we, when we can, when she said, Matthew, I'm feeling a little woozy here. I yeah. love that. Well done. Well done. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, Orgotic gave credit where credit is due. Um, Like, that that happened a lot. There was another reference. Oh, I'm missing it. It'll come to me. But there was another Dragula reference that somebody made. uh, And I forget what it was. But uh, it... it, I don't know. It tickled me. It'll come to me. Maybe next week it'll come to me. Who knows? Okay. Well, I Um, I just have to say that, like, maybe it'll go in the time capsule, but the little cat poop that comes out of Orgotic's mouth will haunt me for the rest of the season. Oh, God. Um, We get uh, a really kind of heated cauldron. Um, I think we referenced Mm. uh, JK versus the world. Um, I'm actually gagged that you weren't in the bottom. That arm is silly as fuck. Just everybody kind of piling in on JK. Um, and of JK, of course, being like, I'm the scapegoat. It's like, you're not the scapegoat. You just have the weakest look. Right, right. And you just got eliminated and now you're back. So there's also that. Um, you know, when we're talking about references, I'd be remiss 
if I did not recognize that Onyx on Dicks made a Real Housewives of New York reference uh, when she came in. So when she comes into the cauldron and goes, the only thing that's fake about me is this and slams the leg on the table. That is an iconic Housewives moment from like season six when there is this woman named Aviva Drescher and she has she had had a, uh, an accident when she was a kid and like her like left leg from the knee below is amputated and so that's just been a thing yes, that Aviva's all I, I know that I know that yeah and so there is a scene there's a there's this like party towards the end at the end of the season and there's all this fight between Aviva and all the other women about all these health issues blah 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 and they're saying that she's lying about these health issues and this is clearly a moment where she's just prepared for it, and she goes the only thing the only thing that's fake about me and then my favorite part is Sonia Morgan goes keep it together Aviva and then she goes the only thing that's fake about me is this and she slams her fake leg on the table it is an, a brilliant moment of television and I just am so happy when that gets referenced in other places well great um, yeah uh, I feel like we've seen that before on a we have race. we have someone else was did it, it with, uh, Spain someone had a mannequin right. leg maybe it was Canada Someone oh, did do this Canada. exact reference before. Yes. Yeah, I think no, I think it was Canada. That's 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 right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we we have this really kind of interesting moment um, between Throb Zombie, Uncle Throb, and J.K. Um, and you know, I I mean, I totally get it. Like, I probably wouldn't have said it out loud like Throb did, but Throb was like. JK, maybe you shouldn't talk right now, you know, and then whispers, mm. which I also like went deep down into my soul. I kind of understood why Throb started whispering this part, but she whispers because it's so volatile. That's all. I was yeah. like, oh, you don't like this confrontation. Well, they're setting up an interesting narrative with Throb where obviously he wins this week and instead of celebrating, goes immediately to this place of like, oh, God, now there's a target on my back. I can't even celebrate mm-hmm. like there. Mm-hmm. I think we're setting up a like some Throb feels just like a long term character of the season. And I think this moment that we saw was certainly very Aunt Hollow with Yavska and yes. Louise of like, but it was more of like cousin to cousin at the family reunion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very sweet. I of like I just I feel like you she was like you know he was like I feel like you know you just um you're safe. There's no reason to engage in this with yeah, everybody. Right, like right. let them say what they want. Feel you feel good have enough to... in that accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and I get it cuz like you know everybody's sitting around talking about like oh I think you should go home. And I think even JK, you know, we get the like social media postmortem of like well there was a lot of shady shit I was saying too. And the producers were like actively prompting them, like talk about who should go home this week. So, you know, uh, I read somewhere on Reddit that before Titans, like the Boulets had all the contestants watch the bad girls club for like inspiration. And listen, take this with a handful of rock salt, but like, I don't know. I, I thought that was just an interesting idea. It's just interesting. The idea of like, we need to like, teach you to be dramatic <laughs> or like we need to show you like what we want to um, be mean yeah be mean right. yeah and and so i think that there is i guess I, the reason i say that is like watching these scenes and watching these conflicts with jk and whatnot like 
going back to that, like, I see the architecture more than the final product. Like, I, I there's there's a lot of editing here. There's a lot of also, like, the editing is also meant, I think, to show a little bit more of, like, how cutthroat these these people are uh-huh. and how tough it is. And you know what I mean? Like, I, uh-huh. it's just a, it's a tougher lunch table to sit with, I guess, you know? The fighting back and forth before the challenge between Cynthia and JK felt much more kind of... I don't know. Sweet. Like it was, mm. they were all smiling like, Oh, you have to go in the porta potty. <laughs> I hate you. Like it yep. wasn't that serious. And I think JK in the cauldron was just, I think, I think forgot that they were on TV and that everybody was sort of supposed to be mean, you know? Yes. This was the, the direction Sweetie. of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, I did love just that one line that Throb says, um, in response to JK, JK says like, everyone wanted me to be the bottom and they go, uh, or Throb says, it wasn't everybody. I just, uh, mm-hmm. I love that delivery. It wasn't right. Everybody. It wasn't everybody cut to Jarvis. I think that JK <laughs> should have been in the bottom. <laughs> I, Blackberry. I, oh, blue, oh, it was definitely yeah. JK. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I really love this. There's, there is some sort of like contextual overlap between Jarvis hammer and Tim Gunn that I want to also just acknowledge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, okay. There's a bit of a right. designer's tone. Yes. that I want to just call thank you. Out. Mood. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like I want to see Jarvis do a Tim Gunn impression that's mm, all we can make that happen i think we so probably make that happen yeah yeah are they on um cameo cameo yeah i don't know I say? uh well i also like that you know jk says i'm gonna make one friend here just one and i like that blackberry said yeah cynthia's baby is right there <laughs> Cynthia's you know guys baby. some jokes about meth just aren't funny and maybe we should avoid them I so. really, cl- I was like the yeah the pearl clutching on that one. I thought no, I come on you guys like go there. I thought it was mm. well. In any event, you know we don't really need to talk about the extermination. I I didn't even really watch it the first time, and then the second time I just was like I'm done. Uh, oh, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, no. I I there was there I don't was know a, what happened. Yeah, yeah, well, what happened is Cynthia won and Onyx. <laughs> got you know killed by the possessed doll of throb zombie i credit to no pun intended props to the art director here not just for those little the dolls that were made but because they were great those little dolls i hope people Mm. get to keep them or that they auction them or something but the the set that uh debbie darby debbie derby comes into uh i thought was you know, I was like, oh, they, they, they did more than they needed to. Yeah, it was like a creepy little like hovel. Um, yeah, I don't I don't yeah. rem- I don't know if it, it's probably not related. But if you, if you ever want to see another like, oh, that's a weird hovel. I mean, obviously, there's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But similar to this, there is this really bizarre slasher from like 1981, maybe called Don't Go in the Woods. And it's weird. I love it. But it's so fucking weird. But the killer is this like weird mountain man who lives in it's like really unsettling version of this, like this really creepy, like hoarder cabin in the middle of the woods. Um, mm. I recommend it's for anyone labyrinth. listening. Yeah. The, the, this, this cabin was more of, it was like a labyrinth of garbage, but um, anyway, just something I thought of when I saw this. Yeah. Whenever I see one of those hoarder episodes, I think of that scene in labyrinth where she meets that woman who has things that get like attached to her. Oh, well, uh, I've never seen Labyrinth. 
Oh, so you don't know this reference? Uh, you should. Uh, it's a great movie. It's yeah. it's puppets. Connelly, you know, right? it's Jim Henson's Jenny Connolly and uh, David Bowie, obviously. Um, Maybe yeah. I saw it. I feel like there was like some situation ship I was in a million years ago where that was his favorite movie, and we watched mm. Labyrinth. But obviously, I don't remember him or the movie. Dance, magic, dance. Yeah, you could just skip through the uh, any of the songs that might make you feel uncomfortable. But um, oh, are David they about Bowie's math? penis? <laughs> David Bowie's penis in that movie is one of those things that, you know, you cataloged as as a kid and then as an adult you look back and you're like, "Oh, I kept looking at his penis." Yeah. It's oh, like a I big could not piece, stop, right? Yeah. It was gigantic. It was so full of semen. It was uh, just this large piece of meat that, yeah. you know, you were like, "I want to touch it." And you know, you as a kid you're like, why am I thinking that? You know, and you, mm-hmm. you just move on. <laughs> you just move on. Just, you know, uh, fight it, fight it, fight it. Yeah. Fight it. <laughs> Jerry, uh, speaking of filth, uh, she, the, the, Cynthia did give me a little bit of Jerry Blank, which I thought was great. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I, and I, I would love to see more Jerry Blank related uh, Dragula mm. looks. Uh, it's unfortunate that I think the most Jerry Blank we've gotten was from season eight when they did the. Yeah. The musical. Oh God, what? Oh, I don't even want to think about that. Oh, Derek Barry as as Jerry Blank. Uh, you know, Bob the Drag Queen. Bob the Drag Queen. We actually did a better impression because he knew the yeah. reference. Yeah, no, yeah. he did a great job, but it was yeah. that was weird. Uh, well, Onyx is on the Scepter back to uh, Philadelphia. Oh, poor Onyx. Uh, well, we'll see what happens next week. I do hope. That J.K. pulls something different out, uh, or at least something a little bit more realized in that Club Kid, you know, Brooklyn Drag arena. I, I also think calling something Brooklyn Drag and it looking like that, like this week, is not doing a service at all to the very talented queens coming out of Brooklyn. But that's just me. Yeah, I guess I feel like that's it's almost like calling like Brooklyn Drag. It, with that being the reference, almost it feels outdated. Like that's yeah. what maybe Brooklyn drag like used to be when it was like a newer thing. But now, I mean, it's like Sasha Valor is Brooklyn drag, right? Right. Mary Cherry is Brooklyn drag, right? Like it's not like and and um yeah. I, I just don't think that it's who's the other one I was just thinking of. Um, God, she's she was on season nine with those girls. Um. Aja uh, trans Aja yeah mm-hmm. also broken drag not fair yeah. to put this there um, mm. I think of uh, switch and play you know you have um, fucking um, uh, Uncle Fester who do we love yeah uh, uh, Vigor Mortis yeah yeah Vigor Mortis like brilliant drag like it's not it's not right to say oh this is Brooklyn drag and it looks like this it's just not right it's not fair well I think when you even think about like <clears throat> you know Something like Bushwick now. It's like when people say, mm. when people talk about Bushwick in 2007, it meant something different than Bushwick in 2023. Right. Right. Totally. Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on the best supporting abomination, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Pod. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on the web at www.alrightmary.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. Uh, and you can find more of me talking about best supporting actresses or abominations, if you will, like Landon Sider on Best Supporting Podcast. 
And you can find me on Instagram at ColinTrucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us on Patreon, where we're currently covering season five of Drag Race UK. Uh, or you could even join us at the Only Mary's level, where you get all of that, plus another bonus episode where we go deep, dark, and uh, really gross on things. We talk a lot, a lot more poop. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, all that's at patreon.com slash all right, Mary. All right, Mary, what's our last chance floor show? Well, you know, I I was thinking, what do I want to hear? And I think what I would like is it's such a throwback to like this would be a floor show song in like season one. But it is from the original, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I recently watched The Terminator finally for the first time. Uh, and there is this, the, the track, it doesn't have much of a catchy name, but the track uh, on the soundtrack is called Reese Dreams of Future War. But it's like a flash to the future and it's got just such a cool, like, electro soundtrack. And it would just, it's such a season one, season two Dragula vibe. And as we talk about the, you know, I don't know, the old style versus the new. Bring a little Terminator to this week's Drag Race. Or Dragula, excuse me. Mary. Uh, Well, be well, Marys. Enjoy your weekend. Keep it spooky. And we'll see you next time. Talk to you.